Hey friends, welcome to episode 162 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker and I'm so glad you're here. Uh, we have a very fun show today. My friend, my good friend Kate Casey from Reality Life with Kate Casey is on the show today and we were talking about Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. If you've been following along, you know Big Brother is one of the only reality shows I watch, if not the only reality show I watch regularly. Um, so Kate and I are going to dish about this season of Celebrity Big Brother and um, what we think about all that. But before we get into the episode with Kate, I want to tell you guys that this episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Democracy Clothing. If you haven't heard of Democracy, check them out right now, democracyclothing.com. This is clothing for women of all shapes and sizes, um, curves, no curves, whatever kind of body shape you're rocking, you're going to want to check out the beautiful styles, these classic styles, um, and really effortless style from Democracy Clothing. So one of the things I love about them are their jeans. I have a hard time finding jeans. It is a constant struggle with my big booty, and I also have a huge stomach. I mean, just keeping it real for you guys, I have a big gut. And so it's hard for me to find jeans that don't have a big gap in the back or that fit me comfortably. Well, they have their AB Solution, that's AB Solution jeans, and they have a no-gap waistband, slimming mesh panels, booty lift with a sweetheart yoke and darts, and sculpting stretch fabric. So you guys... They're comfortable. They hug you in all the right places. They look like they're tailored jeans and they feel like they're tailored jeans, uh, which is what I love about them so much. I've been wearing them nonstop for the past few months since I got them. So you'll want to check them out too. Go to democracyclothing.com. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook as well to see um, these absolution, ge absolution jeans for yourself. All right, everybody. Now let's get to uh, this episode, number 162. Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude food's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather.
chat and he'll talk and he's funny and you know um just seems very down to earth which to me is so nice and very refreshing it's not like I meet a lot of, of celebrities when I'm on the red carpet or meet a lot of people on the red carpet who are particularly rude but what they do for um for those of you who don't know or not familiar with how the red carpets work they they're publicists all celebrities who go to big award shows or uh, red carpet events <clears throat> generally have a publicist that go with them and they tell them who they should talk to like you should talk to access hollywood you should talk to extra you should talk to e and then they sort of guide them around to like variety um you know uh, bigger outlets that they think will be more beneficial to them so someone like me who works for knbc oftentimes gets skipped because the publicists don't see the value in them taking a few minutes to talk to me as much as they would, say, Variety or um, Hollywood Reporter or another major broadcast outlet. Um, because, um, you know, for whatever reason, they don't see the value in it, which is frustrating for me because I'm standing there on the red carpet and that's my job is to get interviews. My job is to get sound bites and, um, and <laughs> tell their story, I guess. But when you've got people who are telling them, no, don't talk to them. So they do is they walk right past you. Like literally Hugh Grant was within a few like feet of me. And I'm standing there going, hey, Hugh, 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 hey, Hugh Grant. <laughs> and he's like being led away by his publicist, just completely ignoring me. And you start to feel, you start to understand a little bit why the paparazzi people start screaming at the celebrities you know sometimes they yell at them these insane things to get their attention but it's like we're there for a job we were invited there to cover the event and then they're the people we want to talk to and the people who help us do our job are kind of whisked away um I will never understand that part of the business it's a snobbery it's a hierarchy I mean I guess I get that it's sort of like a your outlet is not big enough and blah 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 I mean, I do get that, but it's still very frustrating because we're there for we're there to promote them and support them. And, you know, so whatever. That's my gripe. Um, listen, I know that there are worse jobs to have than standing on a red carpet and interviewing celebrities. I get that. But it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. Publicist, if you're a publicist and you're listening to this show, tell me why you do this, please drives me crazy. Um, okay, let's get to my interview with Kate because we got so much stuff to talk about with Big Brother. Kate is uh, having Mooch, uh, Scaramucci is going to be on her podcast and she's going to talk a little bit about that. And um, yeah, we're going to dish on all things Big Brother. Here we go. Back by popular demand, ladies and gentlemen, it is Kate Casey, the reality show expert on every reality show possible, <laughs> including my favorite big brother. Hi, Kate. Hi, Heather. I'm excited to talk to you. I know. I'm excited to talk to you, too, because, you know, big brother is my jam. I you will watch every episode if they do a celebrity one, if they do a non-celebrity one, which is kind of what it seems like they're doing this season. Um, have you been watching this uh, celebrity big brother? I have been watching. I'm super into it. And it really never ceases to amaze me how this show people watch. Uh, there, How do I say this? There are people, it always surprises me how many people watch the show mm -hmm. and how many people, if they watch reality shows, this is the only reality show that they watch. 
Well, there's just something about it. Like the producers have definitely found a market and they know the ins and outs of the, of the games, of the challenges. They know what their viewers want. It has literally been for 20 some seasons, 20, you know, year over 10, 11 years, maybe more. Um, it has been the same type of thing every single season and we love it. <laughs> we just love watching it. I have like to when say, I go drop oh, go my daughter off at preschool, her teacher is so super obsessed with the show and it just cracks me up. So when I drop my kids off, she always wants to pull me aside and talk about Big Brother. It's just such a it's a crack up to me. But it's not your favorite of all your reality shows that you talk about though, right? It's not on your top of your list. Um, I don't think I have a favorite. I'm like there's so many m- m- moving pieces every week for me in terms of shows that I don't think anymore since I've started my podcast, I don't think I can say I have a favorite show anymore. Okay, I can see that. You probably like like they're your children, you have to love them all equally, especially if you talk about them all. And sometimes I get very burned out. You know, it's like if you have nine seasons of like The Real Housewives of New Jersey, not every season's great. So because it ebbs and flows, sometimes I just give up on a show and I'm like, I, you know what, I'm tapped out for a little while. And then if they get a better cast or they change some sort of strategy in production, it, it can tie me back in. Like I loved Below Deck last year, but then Below Deck this season I'm not really into. That's so interesting to me because I never, as far as the Housewives shows go, I could not stand those are my least favorite of all the show that and the bachelor which are like the most popular reality shows i cannot watch those shows they just drive me crazy but for some reason i will watch people sit around in a house and just talk and play games every now and then. it's very weird i uh, think that in terms of reality shows go i think that the noise there's less noise with big brother there's a lot of noise with The Bachelor and with reality, Real Housewives. They're, you mean like drama? You mean like throwing yeah. drinks in the face and humping in hot tubs and all that? Yeah, and although the, the, the games and Celebrity Big Brother or Big Brother are, are complicated and I don't think I ever really fully understand the rules, it's just, <laughs> it is a quieter show. There's a little bit more zen to it. And the fact that people watch live feeds just shows you how it, it's, it's like calming for some people. They, they find enjoyment, joy in watching the live feeds, people just walking yes. around. When I first started watching Big Brother, I subscribed to the live feeds and I would watch these fools lounging around in the house. Um, and I have friends back home in Oklahoma who still get it every year. They watch the live feeds for every um, season. And uh, I just don't have that kind of time anymore. But it's fascinating. It's very much this voyeuristic what you feel like you're watching somebody that you shouldn't be watching, you know, seeing something you shouldn't be seeing kind of a feeling. And big brother has really tapped into that. I do want to point out though, that when we first talked about this season uh, a couple of weeks ago, you said, mark my words, Mooch is going to win it all. I know. And I know. you were wrong. What, ha- what happened? They well, threw- I didn't know that it was this special twist that he was only just going to pop in. I'm supposed to talk to him later this afternoon and I'm going to get the real scoop of it. But apparently he says that he had made some sort of deal with production because they knew he wouldn't be able to stay in the house for 25 to 30 days because he's got this billion dollar company he still has to run. So, mm-hmm. And he wanted to get out before Davos. So the, apparently he arranged some some way to to leave. And, and I think he lied and said, 
oh, I'm just going to put my suit back on because they want me to do pickup interviews. And then he left. And then Joe Lawrence packed up his stuff for him afterwards. So it wasn't like, hey, guys, I'm out. But I'd like to get to the bottom of it because I feel like if that were totally true, wouldn't they have announced that at the beginning of the show? One of you just a plant or something? No, because what they do and what they like to do is they like to throw in these twists and they don't have to tell people ahead of time about the twist. They can, um, I mean, it's essentially at the producer's discretion every season, what they're going to do. Now they know in advance what games they're going to play. Um, you know, kind of the course they have the, all of that produced out week by week. Cause I know a lot of people think, Oh, they rig the games and they rig this. And I think in my mind, maybe they do a little bit if they've got a really popular, um, contestant and they don't want them to get evicted quite so early, they can then throw in an extra, like an extra power veto challenge or uh, a third nominee twist they can do stuff like that on the fly and they don't have to tell people about that everything is at the producer's discretion on that show so i feel like they probably knew well in advance that he didn't want to commit to it but they were going to get a lot of attention up front for having him on the show and a lot of people would tune in to see if he did what omarosa did last year and spill about trump um, I was hoping that he would because it, it made it made that last season so enjoyable. I mean, well, he's I, such a Trump fan, and you could talk to him about this, but he's still such a Trump fan. I mean, he was like, "Oh yeah, we still talk like uh, you know uh, once or twice a month or whatever." So he's not going to dish on him and throw him under the bus because he probably is still in in you know good good graces with Trump. I guess. I guess so, but I think that they kind of felt like they had to have somebody associated with Trump in order to get the ratings that they did last year with Omarosa, so I'm guessing that they probably tried to get Sean Spicer, but Mm -hmm. Sean Spicer didn't work, and this was the only other person they could get, because apparently Anthony says that he had never even seen the show before, and then he quickly became like a super fan, like really fascinated by the dynamics of it. Well, I would, so, that's an interesting point. I would like to talk about that because I feel like most of the people in the house have never seen the show before. Like when Joey, Joey, I almost said Joey McIntyre, but that's not right. When Joey Lawrence, they asked him if he wanted to be an alliance and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I hate that word alliance. I'm like, have you seen the show? Yeah. <laughs> what He just sealed his fate. Like that no one is going to want to partner with him and they're going to, you know, get him out. I just feel like a lot of people haven't seen the show and are maybe not as super fans. Like what was Ryan Lochte doing? He's never seen big brother. Ryan Lochte is not watching big brother. What I heard was that his agent was said, you need this to rehabilitate your yes. image. Yes. So you need to be on the show. So I think that now it's becoming, I'm just surprised people would sign up for it because this is quite a commitment. Um, but now it's like, let's rehab my reputation or let's, you know, put jolt, jolt your career back into like good health, you know, by, by jumping into the show. I can't imagine that Tom green is like a super fan of the show. I think he is out of everybody. I think he's the one that is, that's what I was going to say is I feel like Tom green. I'm kind of rooting for him now. I know that's weird, but he's the one that's like from the beginning been like had a strategy and talking about alliances and he knows, you know, I don't know. I think that he probably out of everybody has watched the show before. Um, 
but it's interesting to me how they use shows like this, especially now with the celebrity angle, um, like Dancing with the Stars and Big Brother, the Celebrity Big Brother, to get these stars in there to kind of up their level of fame again, rehab their image, whatever their goal is. And we buy into it. The public buys into it. And they're like, oh, Ryan Lochte's not so bad. Um, you know, didn't he like piss all over a gas station or something? Like, what did he do at the Olympics? Yeah, he lied about it being robbed. Yeah, like, we have not, not, and people quickly forget, and they're like, oh, but he's so cute. Or <laughs> that Dina Lohan told everybody that she was a rocket for all those years. Not true. <laughs> not she, she is the manager for the her daughter. She's always been written about in page six as being like, sort of out of it at nightclubs way, you know, right as they're closing. And and then she's like, oh, she seems like a nice mom on TV. <laughs> well, so, yeah, the, it, it, it helps their rep. Diana. That cracked me up. Diana Lohan. They don't even know her, her name. Know. Which, by the way, for someone like Dina Lohan, that probably drove her bananas. They didn't know her name. I think that I don't think she knew that they didn't know her name because those were all like whispered. They all kept saying the wrong name. And Jonathan was like, no, it's Dina. It's Dina. Also, I feel bad for Jonathan. He actually, out of everybody, also was a super fan. Like you could tell he knew how to play the show and then he how to play it. And he, he was the first one evicted, which sucks. But he came um, he came on too strong. Though. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to start playing from the beginning. They only have 25 days. It's not like in the normal Big Brother where they have three months to kind of build and sneak in and, like, you know, play the long game. You got to kind of come out of the gate playing. But I am. Um, I, I would do it in a heartbeat, but I'm way too fat. There's no way they would let. If there's never been a fat person on Big Brother, they would never let me on there. I would. I don't f- think it's true. Who's other than a dude, other than guys, they've never had like an overweight woman on there because they show shots of them in their bikinis in the pools and nobody wants to see fat people. Yeah, but I interviewed Elena and Mark from the one of the past seasons and they everybody gains weight while they're in there because you you get food brought to you in the beginning of the week and you go through the vegetables pretty quickly. You're left over with like lots of onions and then like protein bars. And you're not working out a lot because, well, especially on the difference between celebrity Big Brother and Big Brother is Big Brother, they don't really have this gym that they give that the celebrities. Yeah. So Mark said he gained a ton of weight. And he's like, I had to like lose it all when I got out. So it's not like people can stay super cut there um, in the house. It's kind of like you're lounging, like you're a sloth. Also, it's recycled air. It's not fresh air. So you're, it's just in a perpetual state of, um, kind of sloth. Yeah. Well, that's why it's like, they're not going to put somebody who is already unhealthy and overweight in the house. They're going to be like, Oh my God, they'll get, I'll get even bigger. I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't think that people really look at the people at big brother, like, Oh, this is going to be like, like the bachelor. I think you have to be emaciated. You have to be like a size zero. Yeah. But I think that the 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 difference is that the audience for The Bachelor is usually like young girls. Mm-hmm. And I think Big Brother has a much, much bigger audience. And it's people from all much over America. Audience. So yeah. they don't, I just don't think that certain parts of the country, they really care so much about if you are in bikini shape. I just don't think it's important to them. Um, I know it's not important to me or to most of my friends and family back home, but then, you know, there's always trolls online that are going to say something rude. Um, I would do it. I would do it 
but I would have, I think it would be very hard to leave my husband and my daughter for that long. Um, I just, I also am a Scorpio, so I am very, um, vindictive and I play my cards really close to the vest. Um, so I, I don't know how I would do. I don't know how I would do. I think that people go, Oh, she's so nice and fun. But like, meanwhile, I'm, I'm literally going to take you out <laughs> the second I get like, so I think I would do, I think I would do pretty well. They would probably not see me as a threat, but, um, I totally would be, I would do that show in a heartbeat just for the, for the experience of it. Um, but I want to talk also about, uh, Joey Lawrence's face. And I know this might sound mean and terrible, but what the fuck is happening? I know. For a minute, I thought he looked like that guy from Flash Gordon. He I think totally just, does. I think what's kind of unraveling. Let me see th- one thing about Joey Lawrence is that I think that it's odd that he never really seems to talk about his family. There's been mention of it on tweets about the, the, the boots on the ground people watching the live feeds. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't ever really talk about them on the show. I, if you look at his Instagram, there are no pictures of his family. It's just like him at a gym. So I find that to be odd. Uh, of What I've learned, just like everybody else, is that he has OCD. So that explains his like obsession with his facial hair. And the preschool teacher was telling me that apparently he takes like two-hour showers and really suffering again, which to your point of like, why wouldn't you figure out what the show is about before you joined? He's really upset about not having new mattresses and how dirty the house is. So for him, I can't even imagine the stress that he's put like putting himself under. But I do think that the facial hair is very odd. And I wish that he had a little bit more body fat. Like it's concerning to see how small he is. I think that he's lost weight, number one, but I also think that he's had some kind of facelift. Um, Oh yes. I think facelift really. Yes. I think he's had some kind of facelift or some kind of plastic surgery and the beard and the facial hair may be hiding the scars. If you go back just like three or four years from when he was on Melissa and Joey, Mm -hmm. look at his picture there and look at his picture. Now he looks like a completely different person. I mean, I just compared it the other night when I was watching and I showed it to my husband and we were both like, Oh my God, he looks so different. So I'm like, you can't tell me he hasn't had some kind of surgery or something going on. Well, then he also apparently had some sort of bankruptcy issue. So I think he also was told by his agent, look, this is like a lump sum of money. Just do it. Just do it and take the money and run. Yeah. How interesting. And like, also like, I don't know, we, we forget celebrities are people too. (laughs) And like, that's really sad. Like, Oh, Joey Lawrence, how do you have bankruptcy? You've been on like you know, you were just on a hugely successful show. I know. Um, well, I, uh, I worry for him then if he's truly that OCD, because that is not a good house to be in. Like the other night, Kate O'Kalen yelled at Tamar for, um, being dirty or whatever, or leaving a mess. And she, I, I, I need her to calm down. Um, I just, it's a little, int- it's a little much for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the diary room. What other show was she on? Like the Braxton? Well, if you watch, yeah, if you watch her family show, Braxton Family Values, they're yeah. all, the whole Braxton family is, is like this. She's probably the most, um, um, she's the most, extra. she's the most gesticulations, I would say, but 
they, uh, I find her very funny. I, she, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily want her to be like in my circle of friends, but <laughs> I think she's very entertaining on television. She's mm-hmm. funny. Um, she, ugh, I don't know. I, she's just a little dramatic. Here's the thing though. I know that it's, you have kind of have to have that for reality shows, but the fight the other day that between her and like Lolo Jones, um, was real, like it escalated to a level of crazy that it almost seemed like they were planning it to do it for ratings. Cause people were, people online have been like, this is a boring season. You know, you know, everybody's boring. No one's doing anything. I mean, cause it is kind of a boring cast. Um, yeah. and she does have the most fire, uh, out of everybody. And so when the two of them got into it, it suddenly became interesting for a second, but, um, it's not a very engaging cast like Dina Lohan, Kato Kalen. I mean, Tom I, Green I is don't enjoy Kato Kalen. I have OJ fatigue and I'm tired of him being on all these shows. I don't find him interesting. What I don't other like shows is he on? He's always like, he just creeps back on TV shows all the time. Like surreal life. Like he's always on some sort of show. Like, look, it's Kato Kalen. I'm like, <laughs> no one cares about you anymore. Just go away. Maybe oh, he's got a better good. agent than I do then. Cause he's getting all these shows. Maybe it's um, insane. Yeah. I'm surprised that he even has an agent. Well, knowing what we know now about the cast and we've already seen the first two evictions, two of the people that I thought were going to be the strongest competitors are already gone. Um, who do you think is, and, and Mooch is gone now too. Who do you think is going to uh, win it? Well, I, I think that you have to have a really strong social game. And first for that, by that, I mean, you have to be somebody that, is low key enough, but also really ingratiates yourself with other people by asking them questions, finding out about their personal life, that they feel like you have a personal investment in them. So you have to do that, but you also sort of have to be low key. And I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with Ricky Williams. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the pot when he needs to, but he throws people off by mentioning his yoga and his meditation practices and his love for Chinese medicine. So I think that people believe that he's this like really low key helper healing person where, but he's, there's a part of him that's pretty diabolical. And so I think that he might be the one to put your money on. I still think that Tom green might be too nice for this show. He seems so nervous. Have you noticed that? Like there's been a few times where he's been like visibly shaking because he's so nervous. And I'm like, where does that come from? Like he used to just go on stage and like do these crazy, you know, comedy bits and stuff. And um, he's obviously been on the spotlight for long enough to where now he's he's nervous. Uh, But I liked I like watch the whole like at least if you go on stage, you can walk off after a 25 minute set. Right. These people are just watched all the time. And the fact that they're not creeped out by that, maybe they just forget about the cameras at some point. But and also, you know, what I relate to some of it is I went to a boarding school in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and I lived in a student home with 16 girls and I was constantly bored. So just the, the, the things that we would do to entertain ourselves were just somebody would think that we were just so weird, especially if it got really snowy, like people who are stuck in the Midwest right now, they really understand what I'm talking about. That when you're stuck somewhere, you can you start to go crazy. So I can see some of that going on in the house, like where you see them like making faces in mirrors or just, um, like making weird sounds with their mouths. Like I to think that when people are bored, crazy, weird things start to happen. And I can see that 
I think like Lolo Jones is having a little bit of a mental breakdown. Yes, like, she is. Her spiraling on TV. And I have, I think she even looks a little bit skinnier, which is yeah. stressing. She's only, it's only been like two weeks, not even two weeks. I think it's been like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, so I want to just be like, I, I don't know who chose the casting for this season or this particular, you know, season, but I just feel like there was some, there was some definitely odd choices uh, and they didn't pick people who are quite engaging enough. And maybe nobody wants to do it. Maybe Dina Lohan and Kato Kalin and Tom Green were the only ones available. And, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I love the show and I will still watch it. But um, last <laughs> compared to the first one where they had like Ross Matthews and Marissa Jarrett Winokur. And um, it was just such a fun cast and a fun well, show. Well, that it's seen, you know, Ross and Marissa seem to get along really, really well, and they were having fun. I don't mm-hmm. see anybody like laughing no. and having a great time. They're they're all in a perpetual state of paranoia and anxiety, yes. and they're all like, I think, because they're all there for the check, and they're all there. They're not there for the love of the game, and that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like nobody was really a fan. I think they were like, I'm going to get excited and say, Oh my God, I'm in the big brother house. But I'm like, are you really? Cause I feel like Marissa and Ross were fans. Um, and that makes a difference when you have somebody there. Cause they're excited. They want to make deals. They want to have alliances. They want to hustle. And you know, um, the fact that Joe, Joey Lawrence, like on the second day was like, I'm not going to do any alliance. I hate that word. And I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. And like, nobody's, you're yeah. right. Nobody's laughing. Nobody's having fun. They're, no, it's like a job. They're there to do a job, but I'm still going to watch. And I, I think that people want to watch a show where you feel like, oh, those two are going to afterwards, they're going to be friends forever. Yeah. You know, that since with Brandy Glanville, that they all liked her, you know, that they would hang out after the show. And I remember she did interviews afterwards where she said, yeah, we all went out afterwards and Omarosa showed up and like, we're all going to have this connection forever. And that's not happening. And I think people are a little bit disappointed that there's not a little bit more of that. More chemistry. Well, yeah, the cat, the cast is definitely off. So knowing that it makes me feel like maybe the producers probably sense it too. Cause if you read online, like what people are tweeting about is Joey Lawrence drying his feet with a hairdryer. <laughs> uh, like, be, like how boring. Um, yeah you get nutty. I mean, yeah. So I they're going to, I bet you they will try to find a way to do some kind of stunt something where they bring in Ross and Marissa from last season, or they'll bring in somebody, you know, uh, who got voted off early on. Like they'll do something to kind of bring in, um, a little bit of a stunt something because they can't keep going with Tom Green and Kato Kalen and Dina Lohan. Like that's boring. I'm going to say that they bring in, I think that you're going to, you, you might be right. And they might bring in like Ross. Yeah. Cause don't might... Ross and Marissa host like a post big brother show now. I feel they like, yeah. I feel like last summer I saw him and her co-hosting, like it was either a podcast or a, something for CBS online, um, hosting a show. And I was like, damn it. Why is that not me? <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> and then I have to remember that I'm not a celebrity. Yeah, you are not not yet kate one day <laughs> one day um <laughs> all right so tell everybody where they can find your amazing show where you talk about everything from the bachelor to the housewives to below deck and of course big brother so my show is called reality life with kate casey and it is uh anywhere where you look for podcasts and i cover every single reality show so every week there's an episode 
drops every Friday. There are three segments on the front end. There's a featured interview with someone on a reality show or someone who has been on a reality show or a producer of a reality show. And then the two other segments are typically me asking someone to watch an episode of a reality television show and review it. So you are guaranteed to laugh listening to it. You're guaranteed to learn a little bit more about a show that you may have never seen before. And you are guaranteed to learn a little bit more about someone who's on a TV show. Uh, hopefully they become less of a one dimensional person and you, they become a little bit more multi-layered and you learn a little bit more about their life. So for example, last week it was a special episode. I had four segments. So I had an executive producer of Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath. And I also had the host of Temptation Island, Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg is really, really funny. And talking about, uh, you know, sometimes when you watch these shows where they're romance shows like The Bachelor, you wonder, like, what does the host do when Mm -hmm. the show's going on? So he talked about how he's basically just, like, hanging out in Hawaii. And then then they just kind of, like, bring him in for stuff. So that was kind of funny. Um. Well, that's like on Unreal. Like, you know that show Unreal? Yeah. Um, the host would just be sort of hanging out around the house, and then they would just call him over to do a segment, and then he would just wander off. I'm pretty sure that that's what they all do. Well, I said, like, this sounds like a great job, and he's like, it's basically the greatest job ever. Yeah. And then I had, to, um, I had a review of Netflix's Marie Kondo, Tidying Up with Marie oh, Kondo, yeah. a Japanese woman who cleans up messes, and then a review of... Um, the bachelor the season premiere i think i forget but this week i'm this so my episode will come out friday i'm interviewing anthony scaramucci from celebrity big brother i interviewed a new real housewife on uh atlanta in atlanta mm-hmm. and then i asked my friend steve he had he has never seen a show uh any episode of real housewives of new york and i'm making him watch one of the most epic episodes ever so it's just a little bit of everything so it's you know if somebody goes says well I don't necessarily watch um, you know Real Housewives of Atlanta you can still kind of learn something about somebody and then it'll make you maybe want to watch the show mm-hmm. but there are two other segments so there's always something for everybody and I always talk about shows in the beginning of the episode that are on TV that you might want to check out. Also, too, I forgot to mention, um, Candy Burris is on the show. You mentioned Real Housewives of Atlanta. I am rooting for her and for Tom Green because I really like her. She's been on my podcast, and then um, she invited me to, like, she had a launch party for her children's line, baby line that she has. And she's really nice, very talented and smart woman. So I'm kind of rooting for Candy. She's a really shrewd businesswoman, yes. which works in her favor. She is very mellow Yes. until you push her buttons, then she'll sort of explode. But it takes her a long mm-hmm. time. To like get Tamar to that. was in her face at one point, like yelling at her yeah. and being crazy. And she just was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that is her 24 seven. Well, she see, is always like that. That's just it. They filled the house with people who are so chill like so mellow and so laid back. So it's going to be, I think a kind of, um, boring season. It might be a boring season. I'm still going to watch though. <laughs> I'm still going to watch. What did they, by the way, what did they win at the end? What's the prize? Um, I think they win like money, but I don't remember if they give it, if they have to give it to charity. Cause you know how sometimes when they do celebrity stuff like celebrity jeopardy or family feud or whatever, um, they win a prize, but they, donated to charity i'm not sure 
people get some sort of cut, Let right? Me, yeah. Uh, well, I imagine they're getting paid just to do the show. Yeah. Um, let me look right now because now I'm curious. Somebody be rather prize. What do they get? Um, what is the grand prize? Because I, you know, celebrity big brother or just regular big brother. I always ask people like, w- was it really worth being away for three months for that modest amount of money in the grand scheme of things? Well, I think for celebrities, like if you're filing bankruptcy, like I just read the, what you were talking about with Joey Lawrence, who filed bankruptcy last May. So it hasn't even been a year yet. So he's still digging himself out a little bit. But I think for celebrities, I mean, they may not need the cash necessarily, but um, I think for uh, the regular Big Brother, they definitely do. I mean, it's a half million dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's just it's it's a big commitment. I I, I just always struggle with, and uh, you know, if I think in my imagination, like imagine if I were to be on the show. First of all, I could never because I have little kids, and I have a hard time even when they're at school. I miss them, so I would be ball. I would just be a sobbing the entire time because I miss my husband and my kids. But I do think I would have a strong social game because I think it is important for these contestants to really get to know the other contestants and and make that and I think that's why people are successful on Survivor for the same reason mm-hmm. you have to make them feel like you're really invested in their lives that you're going to carry on this relationship afterwards it matters to them because they miss their family so much so right. if you ask them tell me about you know your wedding day tell me about your kids like what, what do you think they're doing now and like what's a fun memory with them that means a lot to people who are isolated and really miss their loved ones. Well, last year on Celebrity Big Brother, the prize was $250,000. That's a pretty big amount of money. Yeah. Like that's a that's a big chunk of change for 25 days, 30, 26 days in the house. That's a lot of money. Uh, and I imagine this year is probably something similar. So like, you know, that's why they're all doing it. And that's why they all could walk away with that amount of money. I would be interested to, to, to know how many more opportunities people get out of the show, you know, like oh, after, yeah. in the, in the two weeks after you leave the house or the show's over, what kind of, are you getting endorsement deals? Are you asked to be uh, like a bit character on a show? Sure. I what mean, is success? I mean, we'll look at like Ross and Marissa last year started hosting something for CBS. So they got work out of it. Um, I think it's similar to like Big Brother or not Big Brother to Dancing with the Stars and that they see you on TV. They see people tweeting about you. You're all of a sudden in the public lexicon again and agents and producers, everybody go, oh, yeah, I forgot about, you know, Tom Green. He's really funny. We should bring him on to, uh, you know, do stand up at our show or, you know, whatever. I think that people really do do that. And they go, oh, yeah, we forgot about so and so. And agents have been seeing that managers have been seeing that effect for years on these celebrity driven shows and they're taking advantage of it and going, trying to get their clients on it. Cause at first I remember when dancing with the stars came out, I was like, what is this a joke? And now it's still one of the most popular shows on television and has reignited careers for people. So there's, there is definitely something to it. Do you think that, um, the major actors look down on people that have to do like, Oh, they've just, they, they jumped the shark. Now they're on celebrity big brother. Totally. 
Yeah. Yeah. I told, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're like, I would never do that. But then 10 years cut to, you know, five, 10 years later, they can't find work. And they're like, oh crap, I got to go on Celebrity Big Brother. You know, like. I'm surprised that Carney Wilson was not on the cast because I feel like she has done every single reality show out there. Has or she? What has she done? Yeah. There's like just her. like, there are certain people that go to every single reality show. Like I'm convinced that Carney or um, Tori, definitely Tori are on the mass singer because it's just like, they go to any show oh. <laughs> will be on Have any you- show that gives her the opportunity. She was even in one scene of real housewives of Beverly Hills, like in the background, like she, she'll take any opportunity. Well, here's the thing though. I per- personally cannot even hate on her for that because in this town, you have to, I don't know. I remember like, um, watching some documentary with, um, Joan Rivers and she was like, you have to say yes to everything. Kathy Griffin kind of has the same sort of mentality. If they're going to pay you and then you say, yes, like it's a job. You're being hired as a talent, as a performer, as whatever. Um, then you say yes. And the minute your calendar is not full and the minute nobody is calling you anymore, like, to be on anything, then that's when your career is over. So you have to say yes to things to stay relevant and to stay. um, Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get why they do that because there's a, there is a feeling in this town, which once you go away, like it's so much harder to come back and people forget about you. And I don't know. It's a little sad. Why are, why am I in this business again? Um, (laughs) It's a little sad. They sort of toss you aside. If you, um, take some time off. You have your kids, you gain weight, you, you know, um, you don't have a hit show or whatever. They, you're no longer relevant in this town. It's a little, it's a little sad. Yeah. But I totally do think actors look down on people who are like working actors. Like Brad Pitt is not sitting around watching dancing with the stars. I mean, maybe he is, but I doubt it. I have a friend who's an actress and she's older and she gets, she's like foaming at the mouth when she talks about her in insane frustration, um, intense frustration for real housewives because, you know, she's like, these people come from obscurity. I'm like mm-hmm. a trained actor. Mm-hmm. And then they become on this hit show. They make a ton of money. And then they are all of a sudden appearing in like Hallmark movies. And yep. you're like, really? Yep. Really? Like they, they've never had any training and now they call themselves an actress. This is my frustration as well. And I have seen it happen for years. A lot of tra- actors who have had training and, and all that stuff, they see it happening because, um, Yes, it's a name recognition. Everything in this town is about your name, who you are, who people recognize you are, who your fans are, and that sort of thing. So absolutely, these reality stars are building a name, building brands, getting fans and followers by, you know, just being assholes or whatever on their shows. And then when a producer of like a small Hallmark production or, you know, a short, uh, uh, an independent film or whatever is looking for someone who has fan power and a fan base built in already, who cares if they can't act? They don't care. You know, like they'll throw them in with a couple of lines and then that per that actor or that person will tweet about it and Instagram about it. And then their fans will want to watch it. So I get that. Um, it's, it's very frustrating for actors because it's like, why are we going through all these years of training and trying to hone our craft and do things the right way? But the, the bottom line is the industry has changed. Reality TV has permanently changed the business 
And that's why I am ready to sell my soul to the devil. And I will do a reality show. <laughs> well, I get it because I <laughs> kill myself every week to, to get really quality guests, really mm-hmm. thoughtful, engaging guests. And then somebody who was a substitute teacher for six months goes on The Bachelor, gets kicked off the first week, and then all of a sudden is a podcast you know, star. And they right. get all these downloads. And you're like, really? So I do understand the frustration. Yeah. Well, have you been listening to Conan O'Brien's new podcast? I'm like, why do you need a podcast, Conan O'Brien? Like, why do you need a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, he's interviewing, of course, like Will Ferrell, Kristen Bell, Dak Shepard, like all these massive stars. Um, but I still listen because I actually really like him. I think he's funny. But I think he's funny, too. But uh, no, what everything you just said is exactly my frustration as an actor in this town, because it's like, why? Why am I going to classes? Why am I getting headshots? Why am I running all over town? Why, why wouldn't, you know, to get attention, why don't I just start, you know, filming myself and make my own reality show um, and become a star that way? I know. It's like, but I also am a trained actor. So if that day ever comes, I can be like, ha ha, fooled you. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I am so I could sit, seriously sit here and chat with you forever about reality oh. shows and about um, this Everything. whole business and this whole industry. But I know we both have babies and we got to go get them from school and carry on with our lives. But I'm actually going to post this episode this week. So you'll see me uh, tweeting about it and sharing it and all that good stuff. I love you, Heather. I love you. Well, Kate Casey, everybody. Kate Casey. And this is where I'll put in some applause. No. <laughs> oh, and tell people that you can join my Facebook group for the podcast. You can jump in. Just put Reality Life with Kate Casey in the search button. And we talk about reality shows all week long. Kate so, has a very engaged Facebook group. Yeah. If you're like watching something, you're like, oh, my gosh, is anybody else watching Married at First Sight? Or I really want to watch a show about something like you'll you're bound to find somebody. We actually talk a lot about stuff on Netflix, too, like documentaries, Mm -hmm. um, docuseries. So if you're like if you're just like, oh, I really need something to watch. If somebody can have a suggestion, jump in the group and post something. And people really have fantastic, really good suggestions. They do. There are really thoughtful people in there. I don't allow anybody to use garbage. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, they, they do have great suggestions. So everybody make sure you check that out on um, Facebook. Um, thank you, Kate. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. balls.